to had to get out my instant reaction thoughts to the Jordan Poole Chris Paul trade um for those that if you've been listening to the pod you get a feel for it. you can follow me on Twitter you really know Jordan Poole is my guy um became a Jordan Poole apologist this year uh don't even really know how it happened. Jordan Poole wasn't necessarily my type of player uh, coming in. The guy I like, I'm usually like an Andre Iguodala, Marcus Smart type of guy. But I think that's what did it for me is that uh, Andre loved the kid um, and Steph took him in. I feel like the most we saw of like the Ian Clarks, um, the Damian Lees, the Quinn Cooks, all the guys that were kind of under Steph's wing as the backup point guard. Like he was the one that Hey, he was the youngest and probably most potential in that spot, but he was the one who se- seemed to really put it together. The first player I got to see, like, embody Steph's style of play, become a good off-ball player and all that stuff. Last year, year before last, I mean, came together beautifully. I think by the end, obviously, you win a championship. This year was rough. I get a lot of people's frustrations. I feel like a lot of it was too much at times or just a misunderstanding of how the team operated needing somebody to blame after Wiseman was gone this that and the third um but I've always I love the dude for the last couple years ever really since uh he went to the G League Ethan Sherwood Strauss who's a name you love or hate I think nowadays always gonna respect what he what he's done in the past at least um he he talked about how just Jordan I think he wrote the article about Jordan Poole going down to the G League the stuff they had him work on down there how he felt he was ready to be a real contributor when he came back and that happened that was the year that the Warriors made the play in and lost to the Lakers but the run that that team goes on the last 15 games of the season I think kind of what they banked on when they headed into that finals run or what they banked on going to the next season that they won the final season that they could was what that squad with Jordan Poole in particular with that squad, what they were able to do and be effective doing. Um, so been in on the guy since then. Um, rough to see him go. Cause again, this is, I don't know if I ever call myself like a Warriors diehard or anything, but they are my local team. I've been watching them my whole life. Um, and when they're like, it's been cool flow of events, right? They pick up Andre Godala, who's one of my favorite players in the league. They draft Stephen Curry before that, who is somebody in my family, just household has always loved that guy. Um, then Clay Draymond became really great personalities. I like fucking with, um, just cause again, you see them every day, you see how they work. You love, like the way they played the game, love their approach. Um, so seeing Jordan Poole coming to that man was really cool. Somebody I fucked with tough again, mostly cause Andre fucked with him tough. Um, and liked how he developed his game under kind of Steph's tutelage under the Warriors development as a whole. So it's going to be tough to see him go. Um, but all that said, I don't know. Uh, it's fun to get the jokes off. It's fun to talk about how. The Warriors fans that were maybe killing Jordan Poole all season to a frustrating degree and wanting to just trade him, get him off my team. He's not helping, selfish, lazy, got paid and stopped working on this game, blah, blah, blah. It's cool. I'm not going to lie and say it's not cool to see all of those people get rewarded with the, probably one of the few guys in the league that they hated more. The guy that they maybe hate in the league the most, Chris Paul. So it's funny from that respect and I can't help but laugh at it. Um, but as, just from a basketball perspective... I, I don't hate it for either side. Um, I wanted Jordan, if he wasn't going to last in Golden State, I wanted him to land in a place where he could really have his game come together. You always kind of imagine some East Coast thing, Orlando, Brooklyn, a lot of stuff thrown out there. But Washington works, man. Um, there's a history of giving guards chances to let their game grow and develop. Maybe they never become never reached the fullness of their potential, but there were years where John Wall was great. There were years where Bradley Bill was great. There's somewhat of a history there if you go further back even more so um 
my man Gilbert and stuff like that. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see Jordan Poole on the line of what kind of the Wizards have been doing at guard for even the last like 20 years or so and see where he fits in that mix. I'm I'm excited. I've been excited since like post All-Star break for like what's going to happen with Jordan Poole after this spot once it seemed like this spot wasn't going to last. And I think there's going to be opportunity, man. There was just so much pressure. Not even a bad way, because I think it helps, but there was just so much on the plate it was being asked, right? Role changed all throughout the year. He was kind of tasked with carrying the backup unit and making Wiseman a good player to start the year, then jumping in and out of the lineups just because of injuries after that. Um, and the whole way it went, it was just, it was rough. Um, so I want to see him kind of with more freedom, more of opportunity, maybe a little less pressure, and see what that comes together as. Um, but from the other end, man, I don't hate this for the Warriors. Uh, I find Chris Paul annoying like everybody. Uh Maybe just my perception approaching basketball is hard for me to hate hate a player. Like if LeBron James was on the Warriors, it wouldn't like piss me off. Um, Chris Paul being on the Warriors doesn't piss me off, so I'm not the person to talk to from that perspective. But again, do find it hilarious that the guy you guys hate is on the team now. Um, but I think fit. I get I get what the Warriors are going for. Just a little more maturity from that spot where you expected if if Chris Paul was tasked with the things Jordan Poole was tasked with last year outside of carrying the offense when Steph wasn't out there, which is the thing Jordan Poole did really well. He didn't get credit for just this team was over 500 in non-Steph games. That never happens. A lot of that, a lot of that's Klay Thompson, Dre, but a lot of it's Jordan Poole scoring as well. Um, so I don't know if Chris Paul does that part, but the other things that Jordan Poole is being asked to do as far as like, if Chris Paul's job was to get Wiseman in a spot where he could be effective last year, he probably, he does better at that than Jordan Poole does. Not even a knock on Jordan Poole, just places in their career. So little things like that, as far as just organizing, getting things going the way they want to, I think Chris can do a lot of that stuff. Um, despite not being the most effective, there's a little concern with like Chris Paul's like kind of ass for the first like few weeks of this season. They came together eventually, but the age is creeping up. He's 38. There's a little bit to be worried about, but I get the fit. Um, from that perspective, I'm a little not worried. I'm really interested to see how it meshes, right? The Warriors, they're both high IQ. I think that's everybody straight away. High IQ player meets high IQ team. Beautiful things come from that. Reminds me a little bit when my mind went, just imagine the Warriors running their action. But Kevin Durant's the one in the, on the block, right? And again, it was magic. It was beautiful. But then you see, like, playoffs come around. And Houston's like, anybody beat or make this guy Kevin Durant beat us one-on-one -on -one and seeing what kind of what came from there. So it reminds me a little of that um, because it doesn't necessarily mesh, right? I think they're going to find a way to make it work. But Chris Paul's high IQ basketball is different than Golden State Warriors' high IQ basketball, right? Golden State Warriors' high IQ basketball, a lot of moving the ball, a lot of throwing into the post, moving without the ball, split action, which is all things Chris Paul involves in this game and is capable of, but he is a high pick and roll. He's a high pick and roll, effective offense out of the air type of dude. That's mostly what his teams have been like, and he's one of the best ever, like literally, if not the best, one of the best ever at it. So you get why you do that. But it'll be interesting to see how that meshes. Uh, Warriors fans been bitching for Kurt and more pick and roll for a long ass time. Chris Paul's going to force it. So for much as you might hate, hate him, like that thing you've been asking the Warriors to do more, they're going to do more just because Chris Paul's on the team. But that mesh is going to be interesting. How does Chris Paul fit in a read and react, pass and move, hit the post, split cut offense and... How does Steve Kerr manage the fact that Chris Paul is a pick and roll basketball player? As much as Steph Curry is a Steph Curry is probably a better pick and roll. Like Steph Curry is an amazing pick and roll basketball player. Steph Curry better just because he's a better scorer out of that spot. But not necessarily how Steph is. 
Nah, it is kind of how he's most effective. Not necessarily how Steph wants to play all the time, not how Kerr wants them to play all the time, or just somebody like Chris Paul, who, again, one of the best pick-and-roll guys ever, but like he he's going to play pick-and-roll. It's not like, go do this other thing. Like, Chris Paul is a pick-and-roll player. Chris Paul's on the smaller side. I don't know if he needs to be hitting guys on screens all the time. He's going to be willing, but I don't know how much he needs to do it over the course of a season. So it's going to be interesting to see how that balance works and how it meshes. Um, But I think, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be a bad thing. There's a chance it blows up, but I think it can actually work out in the end. If the Warriors wanted to get off of pool, if anything, maybe just for contractual reasons, it's probably, this is probably a good sign that Draymond signing back as well. I can't imagine Draymond doesn't sign an extension at this point because Chris Paul's, Chris Paul just doesn't have long-term money, right? So that's a big thing here is contract. Um, Jordan Poole obviously was just about to start a four-year deal, I believe. Um, right now, I can double-check that, but Jordan Poole is just starting a four-year type of deal. Chris Paul, only partially guaranteed this year. I think the Warriors may have to pick that up now, but they might still be able to wait for the partial guarantee. But next year, um, his $30 million contract is non-guaranteed, so the Warriors have a piece that they can remove from the books so they won't clear out space. But more importantly, what they're probably going to do is use that contract that the other team, team receiving knows that they can just kind of trash and not have to worry about it, but use that to trade for somebody, right? If somebody's asking out next year um, in that $30 million range, uh, that's an opportunity for the Warriors to make a move and upgrade. Kind of see it, you probably need to see it as similar to the D'Angelo Russell trade. Um, as much as D'Lo maybe doesn't make, like much as like with Chris Paul, there's some arguments for why it should be able to work. Um, and if you give it time, I think it will work. But if it is like the D-Lo situation and we get a few months in and realize it's not going to work. It is a stepping stone to another deal for Andrew Wiggins type deal down the line, right? Um, C is very similar to that. I don't know if they had to get rid of Jordan Poole right now. Like they had to deal with the fact that KD was going to walk. Um, but the writing's on the wall with how the contracts are going to work in the new CBA, uh, second apron, stuff you've all been hearing about. We don't know the details yet, hopefully soon. Um, but this next CBA that's going to go into effect this season and a lot of the more strict stuff, the stricter stuff is going to go into effect the season after that. Like teams need to get ready for the crunch that's happening. I got to imagine this is the Warriors taking a step to doing that in a way that also makes some basketball sense. So we will see how that all comes together. I do want to talk a little bit about my man Jordan Poole. I've already done done a lot of that, but just his fit. I do want to see how it works in Washington, man. I think the dude is a great... Uh, I think he really has the potential to be a great offensive player from what I've seen, man. Um, he does things that you don't see guys do. Just the ability to break down the defense and get to the rim. I think he's an underrated passer in those spots. Turns the ball over way too fucking much, um, but also can be a good passer in those spots. And I think, uh, lastly, man, just his willingness to play off the ball is a thing. That's not a thing you see in a lot of guys. Um, it wasn't as great as, like, Steph or Clay's willingness to do it, but it was there. It was something he made part of his game, so I do want to see how all that translates into a new situation. I want to see what this Washington team's going to be. Honestly, uh, I don't know if Tyus Jones is there for the whole year. That's probably somebody you can get some value for in another trade. Washington is in kind of stack picks mode, so I don't know if they're even, like, buying in on Jordan Poole for the rest of the time, or this is more just a... Warriors need a salary dump. Give us a couple of picks to make that salary dump work. Um, so maybe Jordan Poole's even on the move and Tyus is on the move. Um, but if not, man, I'm interested to see how it comes together. Jordan Poole and Tyus is an interesting backcourt, at least offensively. I don't know if they're stopping much of anything. Um, but they're going to be hard to stop on the other end. Tyus is a really good point guard in that spot. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if that balance works, if anything comes together there. 
But also, it could be a move. This could be all set up for the next move. The the Warriors or the the Wizards are stacking up draft picks. Um, from what it seems, I got four first round pick swaps from the Suns. Got two more first round picks from the Warriors in this draft, and they got uh not Patrick Baldwin Jr. Got Ryan Rollins, who's essentially like another first round pick, another draft pick. Essentially, he hasn't played much in the league yet. Um, so they're build, they're stacking up on the future. That may not, that may mean that Jordan Poole isn't long for this place, or Tyus is long for this place. If they do stay, though, I'll be really interested in seeing how it works. Also, be interested to see who has interest in Jordan Poole if there's another trade, either an aggregate trade where we get something like a third team is brought in now, or something later on in the year where the Wizards kind of want to cut it um, and like go full tank or something like that. It'll be interesting to see. Or maybe they can go full tank with Poole, because who knows how good or bad of a player he's going to be, actually, in the spot. I believe. I think it's going to come together. Um, but we'll see how it goes. Um, we're going to be back. I don't know if I want to go much longer than this. We have a quick 10 minutes. I just wanted to get some instant reactions in. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with uh, fuller thoughts. We'll hear Daniel Doom's thoughts. We'll hear Jay Badger's thoughts. May have another guest on to kind of talk through the draft, talk through the Warriors. And we're going to start doing some of our offseason stuff. We got some ideas for how we want to do some other type of content to kind of get us through the summer. Obviously, we'll have a lot to talk about this week, next week, but we're going to have some other things to do, kind of keep the conversation going as we get closer, as we get more into the dog days of summer and things like that. So we'll try out some of that, give you some instant reactions to the drafts and all the action surrounding it uh, tomorrow. Um, but yeah, we'll wrap it up, man. Uh, probably last thing I want to get into is just, yeah, I'm, I'm really interested to see what happens with the Warriors from here. Uh, again, I think this means Draymond's coming back. Um, we'll see if that is true, but I can't imagine a cost-cutting move, even though you're not necessarily cutting costs in the moment, but a long-term cost-cutting move opens you up for Draymond to take another type of contract, and the Warriors aren't completely sealing themselves off or maybe trading for another guy down the line. But yeah, I want to see on the court how it works. Uh, they're, bu- they're buying in on the vet stuff. JK is still around. That's the interesting part of this. Kaminga is still around. Maybe he gets traded. We got a long time left. Yeah, it really would have. That's probably the toughest part. Somebody said uh, that Tyus, I got a comment, bringing back Tyus for JP would have been nice. Uh, I think somebody said that Chris Paul may have been the third point guard you wanted from the Wizards, if we're really looking at it. Um, You could have had Tyus, which would have been amazing, because, again, best backup point guard in basketball. Even could have got Monty Morris, who would have fit. I think he even fits the Warriors better, just going from what he did in Denver to translate into the, what the Warriors do on offense would have been low-key perfect. So it is funny. Chris Paul maybe would have been choice number three of all the guys that the Warriors could have traded for for the Wizards. But I think it means this is mostly a salary dump, um, which is weird because they just gave Jordan Poole the contract. Jordan Poole is like an asset you probably could have got value for as early as the beginning of last year. So it's funny that they essentially had to throw in picks a salary dump him. And I think they moved Chris, not if not uh, at the trade deadline next summer. With that uh, non-guaranteed contract, I think they used Chris to trade for some more pieces, kind of a la D'Lo Wiggins last year. So we'll see.